Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that will make you want to hug a nurse. Welcome to episode six of Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today, we celebrate the year of the nurse and midwife. 2020 was selected to be the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife because it's the bicentenary of the birth of the founder of modern nursing, Florence Nightingale. Old Flo. It was also to highlight the acute global shortage of healthcare workers. The International Year of the Nurse, 2020. The irony, given our profession has never been highlighted more in the media or globally thanks to COVID. Do you know, (laughs) it's so funny you say that because... I think this is the first year where people have actually really appreciated what nurses do. I feel like in the media they were having all these nursing stories and it was all over social media, you know, nurses explaining sort of what they're going through with COVID and you see these horrible pictures of nurses with like bruised faces from all their PPE all the and yeah. it's awful. When we went through the great toilet paper crisis of 2020, <laughs> um, we... Uh, a lot of the supermarkets put in the emergency services hour, which was such a strange... I've never sort of taken any gratuities as no. a nurse. Like, And then um, we had... The bakery gave us all those free, free coffee vouchers oh, and um, BP coffee. were doing free coffees for healthcare Macas. workers. And is Honestly, like... But, and then you feel, but you still felt guilty. I still felt I guilty using that stuff. But I think I felt guilty as well because it's not, I mean, whilst we're like frontline, I mean, not us, we're not frontline, but we're, we're on third line. <laughs> but like nursing in general is frontline, you know, for COVID and, and everything. But I think as nurses, we, uh, we don't like that hero status because we're not heroes. We're just doing our job. But I think there are people out there that were also still doing their job during COVID, like the, you know, the supermarkets and, and the people that were protecting the toilet paper supply, <laughs> the truck <laughs> Those drivers. are the true heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all the people making our takeaway coffee. And, you know, I think those people as well, as nurses, we sort of feel for them too because the focus yes. is all on us, which is great because it should be. It's the International Year of the Nurse and the Midwife. It's just that and you chuck in a global pandemic and we start feeling guilty. Yes. And, it, I mean, that's another thing about nurses, like, I think it was always sort of drilled into me as a nursing student, patients should not be grateful for your care because it's no, your job. that's right. And it's like when you go to the hairdresser and you get to the end of it and they haven't done what you've asked and you pay 200 mm. bucks and they're like, do you love it? But you, you can't tell them that you don't. And you not, walk out yeah. and you go home and you wash it because you're like, oh, and you feel guilty. You feel, but oh. you paid for that service and you yeah. paid really good for that service. And, I mean... In Australia, you don't pay for healthcare necessarily. Mm. And, I, you know, I'm all for, you know, the free healthcare for all. Mm. But they're not coming into the hospital because they want to. Mm, that's you right. Know, like, and, well, and we, most of them are. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's elective stuff, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But as nurses, we oh, don't no, I was want... talking about the granny dump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Don't. <laughs> but I think we... Um, we don't go around the supermarket thanking the staff for stacking no, the shelves that's right. because it's their Although, job. Like, I found during COVID I really did. Really? Like I was like, you know, like especially if the person in front of me might have been a little bit grumpy or you had to wait. Yeah, then you're like, ups. I'm going to be extra nice yeah. to this bitch because she's having a rough day. day. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And, you know, people, she's touching everything that we've touched and, mm. oh, God, and, and you see those people with the gloves on and you're just thinking gloves don't work, mate. Yeah, like, stop scratching oh, your nose and wearing everything. Your so you just, yeah, I feel like as a nurse we love – 
that thanks because I love to see a patient get better, go home and be like, thanks for everything. Yeah. But then I also, you know, I find it strange when people come into us and then, you know, we do their treatment and then we're like, oh, I hope I see you again. And then they're like, no, I don't. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay. I guess not. <laughs> but I'll see you around. Like, yeah, yeah. But I think, um, yeah, just in general, nurses uh, and even all people that work in healthcare um, don't do it. We do not do it for the thanks. No. So we're not here to be praised. And a lot of the time you hear people say, oh, nursing such a thankless job. Um, and I think it's that's not always the case. I think I, I have so many good experiences with patients and they're always so grateful. And, you know, but even yeah. though they don't need to be. I remember um, I had a paediatric patient and throughout her experience in the hospital, healthcare staff were sort of saying, I won't touch it. I just want to look at it. And mm. then they look at it and they, they touch, touch it. it. She's only three. Yeah. And she got to me and I said, I only want to look at it. I promise you I won't touch it. I looked at it, didn't touch it because I wanted to gain her trust. Yeah. And they bought me flowers. Her family yeah. bought me flowers <laughs> because I was the only person yeah. who didn't lie to her. And yeah. that absolutely changed my perspective in pediatrics because I'm like, you want them to trust you. You want them to know that you're going to do mm. your, your best to keep them safe. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, my but kids... then you feel so guilty because you're like, you don't have to buy me flowers. I'm just doing my job. But then you're so grateful. I know. And there's nothing better than when you get that um, recognition. Recognition. Yeah. Or, you know, and especially if it comes with like a, a box of chocolates or, you know, like it's just nice that people are grateful that you could, that you helped them. Because, because I think there's lots of different ways to help people. You can help them yeah. with a, you know, face like a smacked ass yeah. and be stomping around like you don't want to be at work or you can go, you know what, I'm here because I do love my job. Yeah. And I I mean, I work in oncology, so, you know, some of our days are really hard and especially if the patients are getting, you know, news that's not good or whatever. And I'll never forget a whole unit got a card for Christmas and they just wrote, you know, like, Kelly always makes me laugh. And I was just like... <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like you know, it's not Kelly's not a good nurse, but fuck she's funny. (laughs) But it was it was so nice because I definitely go about my day wanting to make people happy and put a smile on their face. I remember when I was you know, my auntie, she went through um cancer and um, you know, had chemotherapy for seven years and I remember her saying that her and my stepmom went together for her treatment and you know they got they laugh so hard all the time they just were always you know joking about and laughing and and you know a nurse told her off for being too loud and I just thought oh my god I would never do that like you're in a like they're having chemotherapy for god's sake like you have this terminal illness I know I get in trouble for being too loud all the time but (laughs) like I never get in trouble for laughing or you know anything like that like I mean in a in our unit it's so small that I mean, you can't even really go to the toilet without anyone hearing you yeah. pee. So <laughs> I think nursing as a whole, you just want to make people happy. And, mm. and when people are in pain or they're scared, I mean, a lot of the time their behaviours are because they are scared. Like, mm. you know, and if you can make them feel comfortable and you can reassure them that, that it's okay and that we'll get to the bottom of this. And if it, even if it is something bad, you know, you can get through this and, and there's always something next on that list that you can do and, Keeping them in the moment and not letting them to get too into their head as yeah. well. I really appreciate it when people acknowledge that I helped them do that mm. and I made their day like a little less scared or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's nice. And I like to 
try and make my co-workers feel that way too. Yep. Like try and catch them in moments of like, especially when I was in um, like management on the ward and stuff, make them feel like they, you know, like you should always catch a kid while they're doing something good mm. so you can praise them yes. rather than, and just be like, especially if you've had a shitter shift and you've just handed someone like a couple of admissions mm. and just be like, thanks for everything that you did today and yeah. genuinely mean it. Yeah, Not absolutely. like leave that I'd be like, everyone did such a good job. Thanks heaps. Yeah. Like genuinely mean it. Yeah, I do try and thank people um staff especially when you've got a great team on and they've all helped each other out yeah and you go oh that thank you for making that shift so good because yeah. and because you don't get that a lot of the time and when I was a junior nurse I didn't get a nums <laughs> well now I'm reflecting on that a little bit oh, no. but you know the a nums did not regularly go around and thank you for a great shift like they yeah. would go literally as soon as the clock hit the yeah. 330 mark or whatever but it's always the last i made sure i always used to say i'm like the captain goes down with the ship yeah i'm not leaving until that last staff member has left and if i can help them out or just wait until they finish doing whatever they're doing yeah. because i don't want to be that person that's like that just ditches them because you don't have yeah. to do notes yeah yeah that's yeah. right i think also um if we get back uh into the like away from the bedside and and into um, like the healthcare sector, I think nurses are really undervalued, underrepresented in the, um, like in leadership roles in health innovations and. Mm. Oh my God, like yes. And especially research and in consultation when, when there are things that go on that affect your ward yes. or there are things that go on that are yep. going to affect your job. I don't think that in a lot of places, I don't think there's enough weight put to nurses' input yep. because if it's directly going to affect my job, and not directly going to affect the people making the decisions. Yeah. Why aren't I being consulted with? I yeah, think that's, that's really right. important. And I was looking on the um, when I was doing some research into the year of the nurse, I and midwife. Let's not forget them. Um, I jumped on the WHO website, and you know they had some good points about how um, government should be investing in the upskilling of nurses, um, their education, and supporting. And employing specialist nurses so that we can, because healthcare is going away sort of from that doctor-led field to nurse-led. So there are lots of nurse-led clinics. There is lots of, um, you know, and Australia's a very, very large country Mm. with highly densely populated capital cities and a lot of remote area where people still live and nursing nurses, specialist nurses are running those areas. So... Mm. If we could get like a nurse practitioner into, you know, hospitals like um, that are in rural rural areas, it will take the pressure off those doctors. Yeah, absolutely. Because nurse practitioners can do so much, but they come at a price and healthcare is expensive already. So, you know, and educating those nurses, like I'm sure almost every, every regional hospital or rural hospital in Victoria has nurses who could be invested in to step up into those nurse practitioner roles yep. to help run their urgent cares or their outpatient clinics or, you know, lots of different areas. I also think that um, if you look generationally at nurses, the generations, you know, the generation before us, even the generation before them, the small rural regional hospitals were doing traumas. They were taking cat ones from ambulances. They were doing emergency surgery. They were doing, Mm. they were birthing. Yeah. And so then those nurses that trained in those hospitals and that worked in those smaller hospitals got a far more varied and extensive experience than my generation. Because now 
you don't have mixed wards in a lot of places like where you know where we work we do but we also ambulance won't bring us cats ones twos and probably even cat threes don't come to us now and the most critical experience I get are the patients who come in the back of a car because if they've called an ambulance they bypass our hospital and they go somewhere that's got doctors all the time which I get is so much safer and you know that's the whole point of it the whole point of these smaller hospitals aren't getting that experience is because it's safer for patients and I totally support that yeah but I also feel like the government needs to look at that that's right or management needs to look at that and go oh my gosh we are going to succession plan we've got all these nurses who are in their 60s who are so, so experienced because they've had these great long careers right. in yeah. these small hospitals who did traumas. And when you're a nurse that's trained in a hospital, when you're second year, you're in charge on night duty. Like now it is not like that at all. No. Patient safety is utmost, get that. But also patient safety is going to be maximised when your staff are skilled. Yeah, it's that, you know, nurses come out of, um, I mean, even when my mum trained, she was hospital trained yep. and like you said it was all you know they did one day a week at uni yep. or whatever they did back then tech and then the rest of the time they were on the ward as paid nursing mm. staff yeah so whilst they were super junior they were still treated like anyone else and they were getting heaps of experience yeah. while they were studying and now you've got you know grads that are coming out that are three and a half years into a bachelor of science at, at uni and they've done 800 hours of placement but into varying facilities, but they might have only spent two or two to six weeks on a on a medical ward, and so they come out with a lot of theory. But then they need that placement, that need that practice. But the theory has no context, of course, and that's the worst part. Because I, you could say to someone, "Oh, your blood pressure is hundred So even when I was pregnant, and I went to the to my appointment, and the you know the OB said, "Oh, your blood pressure is one forty or 90. and I was like, "Well, that's a bit high for me." And she's like, "Yeah, it is." And then I ended up in hospital for three days because I had um, pregnancy induced hypertension. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And I was like, didn't realise that a blood pressure of that, which for any other person, we'd be like, probably oh, fine. you probably need CGP. You'll be right. You're go okay. Home. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Go <laughs> home. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, what the hell just happened? Mm. And I think so then it's, you know, it's it's context. Like, you can take someone's blood pressure and be like, okay, that's normal. And you can take it and it's high and you'd be like, oh, maybe you need something. But if you don't know that or if you don't know that 140 or 90 might be normal for someone, but for someone that's pregnant, it's not good. It's what you learn on the job. And, yeah. I, and I do think that uni has a place and that that nurses do come out now probably with a lot more learned theory but a limited practice. And I, st- I feel like I have learnt – I mean, you, you always feel like you've learnt more um, at work than you did at uni, but I almost feel like I probably didn't even have to go to uni because I learned far better yeah. in person doing the job. Like, yeah, medications and stuff. You learn all your medications on placement. You do not sit at home studying every single medication. Yeah. Maybe some nurses do, but I just I th- learnt sort of yeah. the general categories of classes of yeah. drugs. I think um, uni and TAFE just taught me systems and they taught me about... Had a reference with the Harvard referencing. I used APA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that... um. I think that that you like the government has to invest in nursing. So there's such such a global shortage that I probably am wrong, but I reckon it was close to like we need nine million more nurses globally <sighs> in order for healthcare across the world to be standardised with the correct number of nurses by 2030, according to who. So there's such a huge shortage, and like going to uni costs you like what 20 grand. Mm, I only just paid mine off last year. Yeah. 
Well, and I'd be nursing. I had for to pay for mine over six because years, I was working. <laughs> yeah, I was doing it. But it, you know, and then you don't stop. So you go on and do. You know, I went on and did a um, graduate certificate in clinical management and leadership. Yep. And now I'm looking at doing one in cancer care. So that clinical leadership and management cost me 10k. <sighs> yeah, it was helpful. Like it gave me yep. an understanding of what kind of leader, nurse leader I am. I think the the grad certificates and grad diplomas, because you've already got context and yeah. you've got a goal. Whereas when you're a nursing student yeah. and you're doing your undergrad or you're doing your diploma, yeah. you've probably never been a nurse. You've probably never worked in hospital. I was never even – I had never been a patient in hospital before I became oh, a nurse. Yeah, same. I hadn't either actually. And I, it wasn't until I, um, I was a nursing student in my third year and I got really sick um, with tonsillitis and lymphadenitis and I ended up in hospital that I realised what it's like to be a patient. I know. Yeah, that's really true. Because mm. you got no context whatsoever, and I, th- I learned, I, you know, contextual learning is so much easier for me. I used to sit in school in uni and go, "Why am I doing this? I could be working and making money." Yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I did work all the way through uni. I worked. As yeah, a nurse, so did I. And it was, um, but I used to go. I, I used to leave nurse. class early to go oh, to no. work because it's so. <laughs> I needed money because I was living out of home. <laughs> My housemate didn't have a fucking car. I had to drive her around. Yeah. I um just to get back to something that we said earlier about um twenty twenty making the nurse more um out there and mm. and in the media and social media. I think there are some great videos that have come out this year from nursing hospitals. Not so from hospitals. our hospital. <laughs> oh no, hey, we did we do did one. A couple. You were yeah. in one, weren't you? Yeah. And I I know hospitals for the year. Like for 2020 for nursing, they went around and asked nurses, you know, like, why do you want to be a nurse? And, you know, they were really fun to watch and, and interesting to see. But I love all those dance ones that people were putting out. <laughs> but I found one from, and I wrote it down, from the Austin, uh, no, from the Alfred. Alfred. In 2017, they did a hand washing one to the um, Uptown Funk yeah, yeah. beat. I'll put the link in the show notes. But it was so good. And I just thought nursing was so far ahead of the hand washing like 2020 like hand sanitizer at the door of every shop which yeah. it should be anyway yeah and i just bloody i laughed like i was watching and i just laughed so hard because they had put so much effort into it and i think we've never really seen a lot of social media in hospitals because it's all about patient privacy and, mm. and things like that but people shouldn't think that hospitals are like sacred places mm they're for everybody and yeah i um i love watching sunshine hospital did one too in the theater and they just did like this wicked dance it was it was pretty fun to watch them do the dance and they'd obviously practice because mate they were good they were in (laughs) sync they were so good that wouldn't happen at our house no (laughs) that christmas one they did last year and they're they're like just sit up here and swing your legs like oh god really It was so fun to watch. They'd obviously like, yeah, got it choreographed and whether someone in their team was a a dancer or something. something. And then at the end, the charge nurse, and she's like a big red thing on her shirt that just says um, in charge nurse. (laughs) And she comes in, she's like, what are y'all doing? Like what's going on in here? And I just thought that's so typical. Like everyone would be having fun and then like the old battle axe bloody (laughs) ratchet to come in and be like, what are you doing? (laughs) But I think um, the media played a big role this year in like promoting healthcare, what we do and Mm. healthcare. Like, and I think also globally, like we've seen that places like Italy and France dealing with their COVID situation, the innovations that have come out of there for treating hundreds of people that mm. are unwell. And then we see America where those poor people just 
can't afford healthcare. Mm. And you got shows like Dr. Pimple Popper that are, are people that have growths on their face for like years and years because they can't afford to go and get a cut off. And yeah. I just think we're so lucky. We're in so Australia. fortunate. Yeah. I love it when people, well, two things. I love when people ring and go, oh, I'm not well and I think I need to come to urgent care. Is it open? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, we're an urgent care centre. Like, you, you know, you can come 24-7. <laughs> and, um, and then when people, when they go to leave and they're like, how much does that cost? And I'm like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, COVID's fucked with everybody. I know um, it's changed the way I've had to practice as a nurse. It's changed the way people think of me as being a nurse. I mean, I know really? for a while there, you know, we'd go to the supermarket in height of COVID, we were told we shouldn't wear our uniforms mm. to the supermarket. Yeah. And we're not even in like a, an area that was really affected by COVID. And um, not, I don't know anyone that's been abused by that, but, um, you know, nursing staff were getting abused for because people thought we were infected or infectious. Yeah, yeah. So, Do you know, um, this little story I've got was in the height of the first wave um, in Victoria and it was the first time I've ever been embarrassed of being a nurse. And it's, so it was during that emergency services hour. So the supermarket opened at 7 till 8 for emergency services only. And I was coming off a night shift, so it was about 7.30. I get out of my car and I see there's literally like a mob of people out the front of the supermarket. And then there's like the manager of the supermarket standing out the front talking to them all. And so you could tell people just needed their toilet yeah. paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was desperate. And some pasta. <laughs> and it, we, had, we had officially run out of toilet paper. I'm like, I'm going to have to go during this emergency services hour. So I get out of the car and I've got this massive cardigan and I'm like, oh, you know, trying to cover mm. my uniform so that no one sees me. And then um, this manager goes, and look here, here's a nurse coming off night shift <laughs> and she obviously needs to come in and get some supplies because she works shift work and blah, blah, blah. And I literally, I could just feel myself went bright red. I just looked at the ground and I'm like, oh, my God, make yourself as small as possible so people yeah. can't see you. And then it was like the parting of That's the Red Sea. such a giant. <laughs> <laughs> so tall. And it was like the parting of the Red Sea. It was like a guard of honour. Do they all clap? No. <laughs> <laughs> That would have that would have been better. <laughs> anyway, I was really embarrassed, and I thought, "Oh my god, I'm never going in emergency services hour ever again." It was so humiliating, and so and then I was like, "Oh my god, are these people resenting me because I'm a nurse?" I don't think, surely not. But then I got to go in, and they were shitty. Like you should have seen yeah. these people; they were fucking furious. Was there even any toilet paper for you? Yeah, there was. There was oh, heaps. God. I know. I got so excited. It was the oh first place. I'm like, "Oh, it's the first time in six weeks I've seen toilet paper." Felt like super smug during the toilet paper gate oh, because, because you and your buddy who gives a crap yeah so a little plug for who gives a crap toilet mm. paper yeah we'll have to contact them they um yeah fully recyclable um they donate this um, is not a sponsor no not sponsor <laughs> anyway it's such good toilet paper i've yeah. been getting it for like at least four years now so just like literally two weeks before COVID blew up and toilet paper became, who knew, like hot the commodity. hot commodity. I got my delivery of 48 rolls of toilet paper. I've never been more smug in my life. I did bring my subscription forward by a month because I thought, oh, God, this is going to sell out. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we got um, like our next box. Normally we get like it every four months, but I, I got it at three months because I thought oh, I can't run out. Cam must not poo anywhere near as much as Michael. <laughs> I'm not sure that's possible. I feel like, I feel like we go through so much toilet Camping paper. away, my toilet is literally the cleanest it's been in forever. 
No, and I have a kid that just like goes whoosh <laughs> with the toilet paper. Oh. I go in after she's done a wee because sometimes she just doesn't flush. And it's clogged. <laughs> no, it's not clogged. It's just like, how much toilet paper did you need? Like, you're tiny. You like, <laughs> don't you need like three squares, mate? Like, I think, you know, another challenge with, I guess this isn't so much about the year of the nurse midwife, but the irony of COVID. Obviously, with what's going on in the world with the pandemic, basically anyone who comes to the hospital with a respiratory illness, we have to treat them as COVID. And that's been so difficult, especially because we have so many chronically ill patients in the community. Yeah, we have a real ageing population. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. Like, And that has been really difficult and I've it's broken my heart when people present yeah. to urgent care and you think, oh, we've got to go through this whole other process to manage you. Yeah. Even though you haven't been anywhere in months and the likelihood of you having COVID is like 0.1%. I'm a big advocate for the environment as much as I can. Mm. And, you know, I probably could do better. But I just, it breaks my heart, the amount of shit that we waste because of this. I literally was saying the other week, um, as I gave my patient, you know, a cup of tea out of a styrofoam cup because we can't use anything reusable yeah. in, in the hospital we can't you know we can't no shared i'm even shocked we get cutlery at, as you know as oh, staff. i was like it just breaks my heart the amount of waste that you know like last year i was so big on making sure i used my reusable cup for yeah. my daily coffee same and this year I, I keep trying but no one will use it yeah i know <laughs> takeaway cups and i it is nice to see that um the local um, bakeries and cafes are using sort of eco-friendly mm, cups yeah. i'm not sure how eco-friendly um, they are yeah but yeah. i mean they make you feel slightly better yeah it breaks my heart i mean there's a lot of wastage in nursing anyway i think because we yeah. do use a lot of disposable product and i really we hope- don't recycle well yeah. um because i mean it's difficult to do it's not impossible i worked at a hospital that had really good waste management we have recycling bins at work but mm. i just don't think people use them as well as they could no i don't i mean we don't but we should make 2021 the year of I mean, the planet, I think, has been pretty lucky in a sense because, um, you know, the population has been travelling around and you yeah. see all those beautiful pictures of, like, animals yeah. in the main streets of places. Yeah. And and um, the planes all being grounded obviously is sad, but then I kind of think, well, pollution. the Earth's got to win yeah. in some aspect. Or landfill is getting way worse, but at least, you know, yeah. um, carbon emissions yeah. will hopefully have been going down. But then... Who knows? Because there's all this increased manufacturing of face masks and whatever. Yeah, else. that's right. But then there's probably decreased manufacturing. Oh anyway, gosh. we could talk all about the, this forever. I know <laughs> all the face masks, wastage and PPE. Oh my god, there's so much PPE usage. It's uh, good that people are pushing the reusable masks, but then I think they're all going to end up in landfill. Yeah, because mm. I mean, I mean, material does that break down? I don't know. Uh, probably if it's like pure cotton, it would probably be okay. But then I can't wait to not have to wear a mask anymore. Oh, same. I mean, I don't mind wearing it at work because it's just part of my day, and I think it, it's good. Work. We were wearing them before they were made um, mandatory. mandatory because yeah. you know our, our um, clientele is quite vulnerable. Yeah, um, it makes them feel better as well as makes me feel better. They might not, not, but oh god, in my everyday life, I literally become a hermit because not because I can't stand it. even though we're on you know sort of on lockdown, but we're allowed to go out now. I just hate wearing a mask, so yeah, I try not to go out too much. I did buy one with avocados on it because I'm obsessed with avocados. <laughs> I think COVID's had its blessings, though, in oh, a lot of ways. Sure. Like um, Mick works for Nestle and because there was an increase in demand for Nestle products because everyone was at home and baking, yes. <laughs> then his factory – so they were supposed to be made redundant in April this year, but then in March they 
said, actually, we're going to have to stay open because we need to meet all this demand. And then also because COVID pretty much ran rampant in Spain, that's where the factory was going to be relocated to. Oh. So they actually couldn't open the Spain factory. Um, so Nestle that's cool. got to stay open Well, here. that's cool for you guys, yeah. Yeah, well, and it was great. It, I mean, it's been really good for us because we would not have managed very well. Like we've just built a yeah. house and, you know, if Mick wasn't working, it would be tweet. You know, another thing about nursing, we just certainly don't do it for the money. Well, you know, <laughs> you say that. But oh, no. Victorians yeah. cannot say that their pay is good. I came from Western Australia. So I came from the highest paying state in oh, Australia wow. to Victoria, the lowest paying state. <sighs> Something as simple as your penalties here are bullshit. Well, no, but in saying like, okay, I, I've never worked in another state, so I don't know what the pay difference was. But I did see something in our EBA that we're getting another week of holidays and we, oh, you're not because <laughs> you don't work don't weekends. Do <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it though. I'm calm. Yeah. I'm relaxed. <laughs> I'm well rested. Um, <laughs> and that the night shift penalty is going up by like almost $100 on a Sunday night, which is what, pretty cool. Get, so in WA, you get paid your penalties for Sunday night through to 7 a.m. in the that's morning. That's good. So you should. And that's yeah. why I think that's why they've increased yeah. them. But we get paid a percentage. So over here, um, like for a late shift, you just get like twenty five bucks or something. Twenty seven. More bucks. than that. I don't know. It's not. A, it's not enough to warrant doing a late shift. Whereas over there, you get twenty percent loading loading per hour. Oh shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I came over it's here better. and I was like, oh god, Cam, what have we done? I can't they, work. I'm gonna have to work up, full time. They fucked up my payslip. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? What is this? I worked like sixty four hours. <laughs> Where's my money? <laughs> anyway, it's not about the money. And I don't do it for the money because if no. I did... Um, the money makes it easier. Well, if I was doing it for the money, I wouldn't have left after hours manager role. Yeah, exactly right. To On a weekend to do Monday to bloody Friday. Yeah. But anyway, I love my job. Yeah, I love being a nurse. And I think we've said that over and over again. We have. <laughs> that could be our catchphrase. I love being a nurse. I love, being I nurse. love old people. <laughs> um, hey, I've got a joke for you. Oh, just give me a joke. <laughs> I thought we'd better lighten the mood since, yeah. you know, COVID's kind of depressing. Here it is. Back in my day, you'd cough to cover up a fart. Now with COVID, <laughs> you fart to cover up a cough. <laughs> Back in your day. Don't get, well, that's just what in the joke the, says. What, I didn't write it, 90s. okay. I didn't write the fucking joke. <laughs> She's just jealous. Uh, I love farting. I have to pee again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, wrap it up then. Alrighty. Thanks for listening to episode six. Even if you want to hug a nurse, maybe just air five them or oh, buy them a coffee because you know COVID. Oh, God. I'll take coffee. Free coffee. I brought you a coffee this morning. I know you did. I opened the door. I was like, oh, my God, you have coffee. <laughs> I made brownies. Next episode, we're going to be doing the do's and don'ts of being a nurse. I can't wait for this one. This is just our opinion too. Like, No, this is exactly what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> we should write a nursing handbook yeah. oh my god <laughs> nursing for dummies <laughs> <laughs> please remember to subscribe to our podcast share and like it and follow us on instagram at two humorous nurses podcast email us with your topic suggestions and your nursing stories uh, we can't wait to hear from you <laughs> you can email us at humorousnurses at gmail.com that's humorous like the bone h-u-m-e-r-u-s nurses at gmail.com bye bye